Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. And welcome or welcome back to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Um, You know, this week I got another great question from a listener out in Colorado who wanted to know if he could purchase an asset-based long-term care plan for his daughter, and if so, who would the money go back to if she didn't use it? So what we're talking about on the asset-based long-term care insurance plans is that there's going to be some kind of return of premium. So who does that money go back to if you don't use it? And that's what Michael wanted to know. Okay. So again, we love these types of questions. And if you have a question for us, just jump on our website at 525longtermcare.com because what that does is it helps us you know, make a difference in the things that you guys are thinking about. And so this is just a great question from Michael. So thank you. And let's just dig in. First off, I want to break down you know, the, the, the way asset-based insurance policies work and the different parts that make up a contract. And this isn't just unique to uh, long-term care plans, asset-based plans. This is going to be the same for life insurance as well. So there's going to be three main parts that we're going to focus on. They're going to consist of the insured, the owner, and the beneficiary. And again, this is the same on life insurance and asset-based long-term care plans. If you have just an annuity, which is an insurance product, swap out insured for annuitant. That's the language they use. But if it's an annuity chassis with a long-term care rider on it, they will use insured as well too. So just keep that in mind. So let's just go down the roles of these because this is kind of key for the discussion on the show today in answering Michael's question. Number one, let's start with the insured. The insured is the person the insurance is covering for the life that is covered. So otherwise, if you think about it, the insured is the person that's going to get the, if they go out and they get in an accident and it's life insurance, that's why the life insurance is going to pay because that particular person is gone. Or if it's a long-term care contract, that's going to be the person that's going to trigger the claim. Okay. So pretty straightforward on this, on who the insured is. That's who the money is actually going to be triggered on for the claim, whether it's a death claim or whether it's a long-term care event. The next person I want to talk about here, the next part of that contract, is the owner. Now, this is where it starts to get a little bit confusing. The owner is the person who owns the contract, which makes sense, right? We call it the owner, but they do not have to be the insured. Now, in most cases, like in my case, I am the owner and I'm the insured on my my contract, but they don't have to be. The owner is simply the person who controls the contract and is responsible for any changes to the contract and is also the person responsible for funding the contract, and they get to decide who the beneficiary is or who that money, like in a life insurance, who's the money going to be paid to. So you might have an insurance on yourself, and you might own that, but the beneficiary might be your kid or your estate. And so the owner gets to decide that. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about is we just mentioned the beneficiary. The beneficiary is simply the person that receives the value of the contract upon the insured's death. So again, when we're talking about asset-based long-term care plans, there's a beneficiary. That means like if you don't use it for long-term care, the benefit's going to be paid out to who? It's going to be paid out to the beneficiary. So that can be different than the person that's insured, and it usually is because the insured is usually the person that is dead. So that's, that's what we're trying to look at here. So again, the owner decides who the beneficiary is, and the owner can change that multiple times. So it might start out as, as, as one kid. It might end up being the estate of, or it might end up being a trust if you do some estate planning. So understanding these, these, the way these insurance contracts are set up and the roles that the insured, the owner, and the beneficiary play really helps us answer Michael's question here. And so the first part of Michael's question was, can he purchase a plan for his daughter? Yes, she will be the insured and Michael will be the owner, okay? So yes, he can do this. That means that the daughter is covered and has long-term care insurance as well as a death benefit that will be paid out minus any long-term care benefits paid on the behalf. So Michael, yes, you can buy that long-term care, asset-based long-term care plan for your daughter. 
She will be the person that triggers if she dies, the death benefit will be paid out. If she ends up in a long-term care situation, she will receive the long-term care benefit. So she would be the insured. The second part to Michael's question, who would be would the money go back to if she doesn't use the plan? So again, on the asset-based plans, you put money into them. If you don't use them, that money is paid back to somebody. Well, that somebody is the beneficiary. And the beneficiary is the role that's the, 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 the owner is going to have the role of picking the beneficiary. So Michael can choose when he purchases the plan for his daughter who the money goes back to. So it can go back to, um, you know, another family member. It can go to a charity. It can go to his daughter's kids. It, it just depends. In, and again, what we want to know is that that beneficiary changes. And oftentimes they'll start out with the beneficiary will be one person. And then several years down the road, maybe it changes to another person. So for example, if his daughter was single and has no children, he can make himself the main beneficiary of the contract. Now let's say something changes, like she gets married or she has a child. Michael can then go in and change as the owner and change that beneficiary so that the money is paid to her spouse or to her kid or to the estate of her kid or to a trust for a kid, whatever he wants. So that's what you need to understand. Now, why there are um, the beneficiary role, what I want you to understand about this is that we can also have what we call a contingent beneficiary. And so the contingent beneficiary, think of that as plan B. The first beneficiary is no longer alive to receive the funds, then the contingent beneficiary would receive it. And that's very common. So like, like when people are taking out plans for their kids, they might make themselves the beneficiary, and then they might have a contingent beneficiary as a grandchild or something else. So you can do that. You can just think of contingent beneficiaries, plan B, and you can have multiple contingent beneficiaries. So Michael wants to purchase the plan. He can put himself down as the beneficiary. He could also put down another person or charity as a contingent beneficiary. So if he's not alive, the proceeds would then be directed to who he chooses. And again, this is something that you can change multiple times You know, if the family dynamics change. So the bottom line for Michael's question, yes, you can purchase a policy for your daughter and you can choose the death benefit and who it is paid to. So that is something that is very, very important to understand. So knowing those three roles and understanding that those what those roles do and how they change is, you know, it gives a lot of people, I think they're surprised. And I, I will just tell you personally myself that I have life insurance on my children. I bought life insurance when they were born, permanent life insurance. I am the owner. I am also the beneficiary. So if something happened to my kids, I am the beneficiary now. And then at some point, I will pass those policies over to my kids when they're old enough. They can then, I can transfer ownership. And that's something else that you need to understand that you can actually, as the owner, you can transfer ownership. So I can transfer ownership to my kids, and then my kids can take that policy that exists already, and they can change the beneficiaries. They can do whatever they want. But also remember, the owner, if you have ongoing payments in any kind of type of insurance plan, like a life insurance or long-term care, they're the ones that are technically responsible for funding that plan and making the payments. So my kids are, you know, my, my kids, I took those policies out when they were born. They're now, you know, 18 and 19. And so right now, neither one of them are in a position to make those payments and they don't need ownership of that. But at some point, hopefully I will pass those on. And actually upon my death, I can just pass the ownership of those policies. If I haven't done that, I can pass the ownership on to my kids. So my kids would get those life insurance policies. They are still the insured. Then they could change the beneficiaries and they can do whatever they want. So it's a really, you know, it can be a very smart thing to do. And, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I'm looking at my clock. What I want to do right now is just sneak in a quick break. But when we come back, let's continue the discussion on purchasing long-term care insurance plans for loved ones and talk about some of the advantages of doing so. I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? 
Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, welcome back. You know, thanks for tuning in to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Now, um, end of May already is when this show is going to air for the first time if you're listening on the radio. Uh, We finished up our classes for May, but I do have a couple of classes coming up in June. They are on the calendar already, and you can find that at 525longtermcare.com. The classes are the 17th of June and the 27th of June. So that's a Thursday and a Saturday. I think the 17th is the Saturday, the first one. So, um, and again, when you sign up for one of the classes, all we do is we send you a link and then you click on that link and that's going to give you access. And it's just a webinar. You do not have to download software. Again, I just was on a Teams meeting the other day. I'm not picking on Teams, but Zoom does the same thing. It's like, oh, you need to update. You need to do this. We don't have any of that. You're just going to click on it. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your smart television. You can you know, watch on your laptop. We don't care. But you also have the ability to send us questions in, and you'll get to see me live. You'll get to meet my case manager, Madeline, and we'll just kind of go through everything, what long-term care is, what it pays for, what your different options are. And like I got a call the other day from somebody just randomly that found us on the internet and they wanted a quote for long-term care. And I was explaining, that's not what we do. Um, We really start with education. We have a lot of resources on our website. We have the podcast. We teach the class. And we want you to just kind of wrap your mind around, you know, how it works, what it pays for, what Medicare does, all that stuff. So we're through with the 101. And then when you and I decide to sit down and start talking about options for you, we can get right down to the nuts and bolts and start talking about designing plans. And so that's why we do these classes. And we're going to put all that a little bit more effort in on the front side for you, but it's just going to make the process a lot easier for everybody there. And while you're on our website, if you download and subscribe to the podcast, you will also get a notification every week when we release a new one. We try to get a new one out every single week. So uh, look for that as well, too. So... Today, we answered a question from a listener, uh, Michael out in Colorado, who wanted to know if he could buy a plan for his daughter and how that would work. And we learned that, yes, you can purchase a plan for family members, and there are many advantages. And we're going to discuss some of those advantages today. Now, a quick disclaimer note here. As we dive into this, you cannot buy insurance plans for just anyone. There has to be what the insurance companies call an insurable interest, i.e. close family member or like an employee or somebody that you're financially related to, a coworker, a business partner, something like that. But the insurance companies are not going to let you, you know, go purchase an insurance policy for someone you dislike or, you know, for your neighbor's kid who is uh, climbing telephone poles for fun, you know. You, apparently profiting off of someone else's misfortune is still frowned upon by the insurance companies. And so they call it an insurable interest. And even for family members, Like when I said I went out and bought life insurance for my kids, 
you just can't go out and insure your kids for $10 million, right? It, it, that doesn't make sense to the insurance company. So what the insurance company is looking at is like, do you have insurance as well too? What are you using the insurance for? So for me, I do as a combination of making sure that I have a plan in place for my kids in case their health changes and also to build cash value as, as a permanent insurance thing. So there's got to be a reason for it. So that's what they call insurable interest. But family members, as a general rule, that you're tied to financially, loved ones directly, you're going to be fine. So let's look at a couple of examples. And it can go both ways. And generally what we're talking about is parents purchasing policies for their kids, but also it can be kids purchasing policies for their parents. And we've done both. We've done quite a bit of this. So let's look at parents who want to purchase a policy for their children like Michael. Okay, the parents will be the owner of the contract. The child is the insured, and then the beneficiary can be whoever the parent decides to be. So it can be themselves initially with a contingent benefit as another family member or a charity or a trust or whatever they want. And oftentimes, it can also be the grandchild. And so stick around for our client of the week. I'm going to show you a a case that we did that was just like this. The beneficiary is actually the grandchild. So that means the death benefit would go out. So you're going to keep that money in the estate either way. Now, there's a lot of advantages for parents buying these plans for their kids. Number one, it gives your, your, your children immediate coverage. About a quarter to a third, depending on the statistics from the insurance company, of all claims that are filed for long-term care insurance are for people under age 65. And oftentimes, this is from an accident or an illness, which they may heal up from, but they may never be able to qualify for a plan in the future, right? So you get in an accident in your 30s, and now all of a sudden, you're never going to qualify for long-term care insurance when you're in your 50s. And so this is one of the things that, you know, part of the reason why I got insurance for my kids I live in this world, so I see bad things happen all the time. Well, they just give your kids when they're newborn just a standard rating because there's no health. They don't, they don't know. They don't have a background on them, so they give them a standard rating. But the idea of that is that the, now if something happens to my kids that are diagnosed with something, well, they're going to have insurance in place. They can at least have something. So, I mean, think about things like paralysis, um, ankylosing spondylitis. You know, that's where the, where the, the spine basically turns to cement. Uh, lupus, cancer, MS, these are all things that you can be afflicted with, you know, in your in your 30s or 40s that will make you uninsurable in the future. And the, and the list just goes on and on. The point is that when you have a plan in place, the kids are covered. They, they don't, the insurance companies don't have a right to cancel that plan or take it away from them if their health changes. And so that's one big key benefit. As a parent, you're able to own and control that contract. You can change the beneficiary at any time. You can even cancel the plan and get your money back in a lot of cases. So that's something to keep in mind. And you can use excess taxable money to convert into something that will never be taxed. Again, we have a lot of people, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the show, using retirement accounts to fund insurance. Well, if you're taking required minimum distributions out of a retirement account, you don't really need that money. You can buy an insurance policy for your kid. You still own that insurance. You still control the cash value in it. But now you also get to dictate who the beneficiaries are and stay in control of that money. And, you know, I I will just tell you this, that not only are you in control of that, but you're also going to protect your estate in the long run as well, too, for many people. And I've got multiple families that are going through this right now where something happens to a child and they end up having to really step in financially into that role and support a family member. And I mean, think about Christopher Reeves. Um, you know, he was only 42 when he had his accident and when, when he, when he you know, fell off the horse. He lived about nine and a half years um, paralyzed, needing just day-to-day 24 care. You know, he had somebody there. Now, if that was one of us and that happened to our kids, I mean, we would probably have to step in. Christopher Reeves had the financial resources, but if your kids don't have those financial resources, you know, what kind of debt can a stupid accident really put onto you and your estate and your kids? And so, so the takeaway is purchasing a plan for your children can be a smart and practical thing to do. And with the new plans that pay you back, the money that you're putting into there is not lost. It's going to come back to the estate one way or the other, and it gives you a lot of options. And the other thing I really like about this is, you know, I had one client that just told me point blank about one for his his um, his daughter. He said, you know, she did not always make good decisions financially. And so he doesn't want to just leave a bunch of money to her because it goes, it'll just get spent on things that aren't that important right now until she changes. But this is very important. I can see the value of it. I want to buy that for her. I can still own it, and it someday – I'll transfer that ownership over to her. So that's something that you still are in control of as a parent purchasing a plan for um, your kids. Now, let's flip that coin over. Let's look at it from the other directions. 
I will tell you right here, one of my most memorable clients ever, and this was years ago, um, were twins. There were two boys who grew up with a single mother. Um, their father was killed in combat in the Vietnam War. And, and for those of you that have listened before, you probably know that I'm a, I'm a Vietnam uh, wartime baby. I was born in 67. My father was in the service. And so that was a difficult time. And these guys, their, their dad was killed in service. Their mother never remarried and basically just raised them off of the pension that she got from the military and her job. So they grew up pretty frugal. Now, the boys, as they went through school, went to college, they started, got out, started a business. They became very successful. They really planned on, you know, we're going to take care of our mother, whatever happens. But she's single. She doesn't have anybody else around. And they plan to pay for that care. And they heard about these new asset-based long-term care plans. They were working with a financial advisor that I work with. He sent them over to talk to us because that's what they were doing. They're trying to figure out, like, how much money do we need to set aside for mom? And, again, if you're self-insuring, you're, you're under the same thing. How much money do I need to set aside versus, well, if I have this insurance program over here, I have a defined bucket of money to pay for care. I know that I have that immediately. I don't have to worry about growing money or how much I need to set aside. So that's how that discussion started for him. Now, they had the resources to protect their mother, but they also realized that, you know, by setting up a long-term care insurance plan for their mother, it would protect themselves and their nest egg. And as business owners, they were well aware that something could change very quickly in the economy and they might not be as comfortable in the future, you know, making that commitment to pay for care. And I think anybody that owns a business out there or has a job that fluctuates, like if you're in real estate or commission-based uh, business or job, you understand that, you know, it's not always good times. And so that's what they were kind of worried about. And so, you know, we've helped many children purchase plans for their parents and some traditional plans, which are just the pay as you go type of plans. And some people still do that, but mostly we're helping successful kids purchase asset based plans for their parents. And now here's the key. The parents got to still be healthy enough to qualify. So again, that's part of the problem. You can't wait till, you know, mom's already using a walker and she's living in an assisted living facility. It's too late. You've got to kind of think ahead. And so that's usually why more, I, I think more kids that are successful don't really think about it. They don't really see their parents as, as aged. But what happens usually after Thanksgiving, after Christmas, the first part of the year for us is always busy with kids putting plans in place for their parents because guess what? They haven't seen them for a while and they went home and they realize. You know, mom and dad aren't quite moving as fast as we, we thought they were. And so that's what we always have to be aware of that, that there's still medical underwriting. But buying a plan for your for your parents can be very helpful. Number one, you can set up a defined amount. So like my twin brothers that bought the plan for their mother, that was one of the big things they really wanted is to have a set amount of money and say, hey, I know I can set this amount of money aside right now. What's that going to do for me? Well, in investments, we don't know. But in insurance, we have a defined guarantee benefit. Um, they also know that they have a source of income coming in to help their parents regardless of what their financial situation happens. Like if something changes, they end up getting divorced or whatever else, it might make it harder to pay for a parent in a long-term care situation. And they know that they can get their money back on these asset-based plans. And, you know, that's the best part of it. If I'm going to put money into an asset-based plan that's going to be there to pay for my mom for long-term care, but then my mom doesn't need it, well, guess what? I'll be able to get that money back. That would be great. And so I didn't lose that money in the state. But if she does need it, it's going to protect the rest of my savings and help my parents. And so that's what's nice about the asset-based plans. And also, I think it really gives the kids a peace of mind, knowing that if their parents need care, that they have a plan, meaning that not only do they have a funding source for it, but they also have that support. You know, some of the companies have that concierge claim support. And this lifts a burden off. I mean, what if you're not able to, you know, you get a job and you move across the country. Now, all of a sudden, you're not super close to your mom and dad anymore. You can't just run down there five days a week and help out. So it gives, you know, again, it gives the kids a peace of mind saying, look, if I have, I'm bounced around, I might not be there to be the person to provide that care. I'm going to still make sure my parents' care is funded and managed in a time of need so that that will take some burden off of me. So the bottom line is, if you're going to plan on helping your parents out, owning an insurance plan on them can be very beneficial, especially an asset-based plan, because you can know that you're not walking away from your money. You can put a finite amount of money aside today, and you can get your parents that coverage and know that everybody's covered. And guess what? You still own that policy. So again, that's what gives you the, the you know the, the the peace of mind, and you can control the beneficiary and all those other things. Now, I need to take a quick break here at the bottom of the hour for the news, but stick around. When I come back, we're going to jump into our client of the week. I'm going to show you how we helped Jacob and Lindsay put a plan in place that will protect their daughter 
and their granddaughter along the way. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, we're back. And um, thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio podcast. And if you're new to this, uh, we have a show every week. Uh, put up a new show on Again, we're just trying to talk about some general information. You're not going to hear me say, hey, uh, uh, you know, this isn't an infomercial. Like I hear these infomercials and my radio shows wedged in between a couple of them on different stations. You know, it's like if you call today, you're going to get this or that. That's not what this show is about. This show is just simply about education, getting you guys to think about some of the, the different things, topics and, and discussion points about long-term care planning and understand the importance of it and mostly understand the options that there's a lot of different things you can do out there. And at the bottom of the hour on the podcast, we bring to you a client of the week. And again, the client of the week Numbers are hard on the radio, so I don't want you trying to memorize any of this stuff, and it's different for everybody. But I want you to just take away from the process what the questions were, what we ended up settling on, why we went that direction, and just understand there's a lot of different variables and a lot of things that we can customize and and design a plan for. So this year, um, or this week, I'm sorry, We've been talking about purchasing, you know, the, the question of the week was, was from Michael wanting to know, hey, can I purchase a plan for my daughter? And it's like, yeah, absolutely, you can. And this is something that we've done multiple times over the years. I mean, we've got just dozens and dozens of families that have purchased policies either for their kids or for their parents. And this is some parents, Jacob and Lindsay, um, who put a plan in place with us years ago, and they came back to us and said, hey, you know, okay, I think we're ready to, we're doing some estate planning and we're working on some things and thinking about how we want some of our inheritance to go out. And they have a daughter, Denise, who is 52. She's a single mother with a 26-year-old daughter. So they, they were looking at this saying, you know, maybe this is something that we should look at for her because she's not in a position where she can go out and buy a long-term care plan. And let me just give you a little background on the situation here because this is kind of unique. Again, it's the parents, Jacob and Lindsay, purchasing a plan for their daughter. Now, as they were doing some estate planning, they were just looking at, you know, what's the most effective way to pass some of this money on? They have a daughter, they have a granddaughter, and they would also like to give some money to some charities. And so they, you know, they just didn't want to leave a large chunk of money. Like they, I, cause I always ask this parents, you know, I said, what would happen if you like, you just get hit by the bus today and you're gone. All that money goes to where? And they're like, well, I guess it would go to my, my kids, you know, go to my, in this case, your daughter, what would they do with it? What kind of decisions have they made over their their past life? Are you comfortable with that? Because a lot of us that have worked really hard for our money, I mean, I think about like, you know, getting hit by the bus right now and, and my, my kid getting, my son getting $2 million. I'm like, huh, I don't know if he'd make the best decisions with that, right? He'd probably have like a couple of really nice cars and some superficial things like that. And then as they age, hopefully that changes out. So I always ask people that it's because the, the whole idea here is like, okay, we're going to pass money on. Well, Essentially, that's what we're doing. You can leave them cash or you can leave them an insurance plan. But if you leave them an insurance plan, you still own that and you still own the cash in there. So that's kind of what where we started going. Their daughter had struggled earlier in her life and was divorced and struggled raising her daughter. But, you know, she was doing OK now. She was pretty stable and they felt very they were you know very proud of her. She was coming around. But she didn't have a lot of assets to her name. And their biggest concerns for Jacob and Lindsay was if something happened to their daughter, what kind of pressure would that put on their granddaughter? And it would wipe out the finances pretty quick. And then Jacob and Lindsay was like, well, I guess we would have to try to step in financially. And their granddaughter would probably have to step in and try to help. And so that was just kind of their big picture thinking here is like, you know, there's multiple people that are vulnerable here if something bad happens to one of us. So the plan was to put some coverage in place for their daughter, Denise, to protect her. But also if Denise doesn't need care, they want that money, the proceeds to go back and benefit their granddaughter. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. That, that, that's really easy to do. 
Now, their daughter, Denise, who, again, is 52, is in good shape physically. So we had options for her. And, again, I always point this out on every client of the week because just because you're 52 doesn't mean it guarantees insurance. I've had some people – I had a 39-year-old turned down, a 41-year-old, a 44-year-old turned down. It's your health that is the true currency in long-term care. That's what allows you to get a plan in place. And we get a call, you know, every other week we get a call with somebody that's already been diagnosed with something or they're using a walker and they have a handicap placker and now they decide they want some long-term care insurance. Well, it doesn't work that way. You know, it's not like Obamacare, health insurance, where now you just wait till you're pregnant or you're sick and then you go down and you get your insurance. It's like, no, you've got to get the insurance while you're healthy for long-term care. So Denise was in good shape physically, so we had plenty of options. What Jacob and Lindsay wanted from a plan for their daughter was, number one, they wanted meaningful coverage so that she, you know, wouldn't have to blow through her assets and not end up on Medicaid. And something that would grow in value, meaning that they wanted a plan, like they're looking at their daughter today saying, well, we hope she doesn't need care today, but, you know, she might not need it for 20 or 30 years. So we need something that's going to keep up with those rising costs. Otherwise, it's going to grow in value. They also wanted something that would pay the estate back, meaning that if they're going to put money into the plan and their daughter doesn't need it, which is what they're hoping for, well, that money wasn't wasted, that it can still benefit their granddaughter. They could, that money will still stay in the family. So that was important to them. And then they also said you know, they were looking for something that was flexible in care, meaning that gave her the most care options. And what I mean by this is, like, for instance, the granddaughter, Denise's daughter, was now a registered nurse. So she's 26 years old. She's a nurse. That She's very close with her mom. And she's like, well, is there a way that if she did want to take care of her mom that the insurance plan could pay her? And it's like, well, there is a way. We have to have a specific plan, meaning a cash or what we call indemnity plan, but that is an option. So they said, yeah, that sounded really nice. Um, they wanted something they could just fund up front. So again, they didn't want to make payments. And in fact, they were in a position right now with their estate planning that they were just repositioning some of their assets and trying to figure out the most effective way to move some of these assets and avoid taxes. So they had the money, they had the resources available just to do an upfront payment. But by the way, a lot of our, our like a lot of people will buy a policy for their kids and pay it out over 10 years, especially if the kids are younger because those premiums aren't that big of a deal and maybe they're pulling money out of required minimum distributions or something. So you can do it either way, but they had the funds to pay up front. Now, they wanted something that would allow Jacob and Lindsay to get their money back if something happened and they needed their cash back. So again, when we talk about these asset-based plans, we're talking about win, lose, or draw. Meaning that if I win, I live a nice long life. The insured does. They never used a plan. The money wasn't wasted. If they lose, they have the long-term care insurance. But draw is like, hey, something changes. Bernie Sanders is in. Dang it. And everything's free. Yay. Um, I'm going to get my money back. And so, you know, these people, Jacob and Lindsay just said this was their wish list. Ideally, yeah, if something changes, well, we'll put this money in this plan. But if if we want to change our mind, can we get the money back? Okay. So we're looking at some, you know, a, a few wants that need to be addressed. Okay, future growth, which is an inflation protection. Okay, money back if they need to cancel, and the most flexibility with the type of plan. Meaning, can they pay their can can their daughter pay her daughter um, to, to care for? So let's go car shopping for a minute. Again, you know, we're out on the lot. It's all about trade offs. I want the best gas mileage. So if I go out there and I buy the best you know, gas mileage on the lot, what am I going to get? Well, you're going to get a pretty small car. You know, you might get a hybrid or a Prius or something like that. But if you're looking for simply the most efficient car, it's okay, start with the Prius. Then you add in there that, oh, you need to be able to tow 10,000 pounds because you got this big trailer or something, blah, 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 that you need to tow around. Well, guess what? You need to tow 10,000 pounds. Now we're going to have to give up some of the gas mileage. We're not going to have the most efficient car on the lot. So long-term care plans work the same way. I use that analogy when we're shopping for a car because it is. It's about trade-offs. How big do you want? The bigger the car, the more people fit in, but also the more of a pain in the rump it is if you have to drive into town or places that have small parking lots, right? So there's always these trade-offs. And long-term care plans work kind of the same way. Some long-term care plans, if you want maximum money back, I've got a plan right now that will give you 100% of your money back as soon as you do it. 
um, if you count your plan. So you 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 put your money into the plan, you can get 100% of your money back. It's just that guess what? You can't get an inflation rider on that plan. And so that's when I meet my trade-offs. Um, so long-term care plans, as we're designing these, we have to kind of balance out you know, what we want and what the trade-offs are. Jacob and Lindsay wanted the most flexible plan for their care options, which would be a cash indemnity plan. So that means that, yes, you can pay for informal care. Yes, you can pay a family member with that. But that limits the companies. I've only got three companies out there that offer the, the, the money back as a cash or an indemnity format. The rest are going to be reimbursement, which requires licensed caregivers. Okay, so we have to look at the indemnity plans there. They also wanted their money back if they cancel their plan. Again, well, you can get 100% of your money back day one, but guess what? You're not going to be able to get inflation riders. You're also going to have to buy a much higher death benefit. It's going to push that cost up. But you can get your 100% of your money back day one. So we had to look at that, and we had to weigh that option. And this is what we do when we design a plan. We start with the wish list, and then we narrow it down to the best options for your situation, right? Just like if you're going to have to have one car, put all the list of stuff you want down, and then, okay, if you want you know, four-wheel drive, well, you're going to have to give up the convertible. Um, that's just the way it goes, right, you're in, the, the, in, the, in the towing capacity that the pickup has. So... Um, if we look at it here for, for Lindsay and Jacob, the plan that we ended up settling on was an asset-based plan. And we settled on an asset-based plan because it does meet the criteria that they have. It'll, yes, they can get their money back at some point. It'll, it'll pay the estate back if they don't use it. They can get inflation growth. It has all those features where traditional pay-as-you-go plan, you, there's no money back. You're just going to pay into that. And the other problem on a traditional plan, think about it, the insured Denise, remember the insured, she's only 52. She's the one that drives this plan. So if you're, you, you could be paying payments in for 30, 40 years on someone like that. So we just did an asset based plan. We settled on a single deposit with one of our top insurance carriers at $187,000. And here's what Denise is going to get. We ended up at 187 because we started with a $7,000 a month benefit. So that is today. She can pull out $7,000 a month for long-term care for a minimum of six years which gives her $504,000 today. Now, her plan has a 3% compound inflation rider, so that means it grows the bucket of money. It grows that $504,000 by 3%. It also grows that $7,000 a month of benefit by 3%. So if we look at Denise, she's 52 now. You go out 20 years, she's 72. Well, now she's got $981,000 of long-term care insurance, and she can pull out over $12,000 a month. So again... You can pull out. Uh, and again, when I say six years of coverage, if she's only pulling out half her benefit, the policy lasts her 12 years. I'm just saying that if you're pulling out the maximum amount every month, the policy is going to last you a minimum of six years. At age 85, she has $1.4 million of long-term care insurance and over $19,000 a month of benefit. And again, these are guaranteed values, folks. These aren't tied to the market. That 187 is guaranteed to provide her $1.4 million of long-term care insurance and over $19,000 a month for six years because it is a contract. It's locked in. It's going to grow at that guaranteed 3% every year. Now, this is a cash or what we call indemnity plan. Indemnity is, is what it's technically called. It's just a fancy name for cash, meaning that once Denise goes on claim, she will just simply get a check. Again, you trigger all long-term care plans the same way. I need help with two out of six activities of daily living, which is what we do every day. Transferring, toileting, bathing, dressing, eating, and continence. So I need help with two of those. I want to trigger my plan. Or I've been diagnosed with a cognitive impairment, and I need standby assistance. Okay, there you go. It doesn't matter what the, who the company is. That's how you trigger plan. The difference is when Denise triggers hers, she's just going to get a check. She's going to get the check. She can pull out that full amount every month, get that check, and she can use that check. She can pay her daughter or hire informal caregivers if she chooses to do that. Her plan will also have a 90-day, zero-day retroactive elimination period. And what that simply means, that's just fancy talk for saying you're going to pay the first 90 days of care. We're going to get you all set up, and then starting month four, she'll get a check for four months. So if her benefit, like at 20 years, is 12000 a month, month four, she would get a check for $48,000, and then every month after that, she'd get $12,000. So that's what they call zero-day retroactive. Um, her plan will pay for care in all 50 states if she wants to move. It's got some limited international coverage, and so she can probably get coverage for you know maybe about two years internationally. 
Uh, if she never uses her plan, $187,000 is paid back to the estate. And again, that's the premium that went into it. But here's the thing. This is something that's very unique, and this really caught Jacob and Lindsay's eyes. Let's assume that their daughter does go on claim and uses all of the money, uses you know $1.4 million. She's 85 years old, and she uses $1.4 million of long-term care, and then she passes away. When she passes away, the granddaughter, the beneficiary, is still going to get what they call a guaranteed minimum death benefit, which is $33,600. So that's what's paid back to the estate. I call it the funeral fund. So you're either going to get the death benefit, the full 187, minus any long-term care paid out, or $33,600, whichever is higher. So you'll always get at least $33,600, even if you use all your long-term care insurance. Now, let's go back to on the wish list. Jacob Lindsay said, look, you know, if we, we something happens and we need this money back, we'd like to be able to access that money. Can we get the cash? I'm like, okay. This is one of the biggest trade-offs, right? Because the insurance companies aren't going to jump through the obstacle course and spend the money underwriting you. It costs them about 1000 bucks to get a, a plan put up and then turn around and have you cancel to get your money back. That's just a waste of everybody's money. So I do have one company that says, hey, yeah, we'll, we'll do this. But it's going to be a lot more expensive for the same amount of insurance. And you can't get inflation riders and things like that. So it's not even comparing apples to apples. But this particular policy that we have, we have multiple ways to set this up, meaning that if I want cash back, I can take a vested option. And what that simply says is that after year five, think of it as a CD, after year five, starting year six, they cancel the plan, they would get 100% of their premium back. Year four, they're going to end up getting, like, uh, let's see here, I need my reader glasses for this, like $182,000 back, right? So there's going to be a small penalty if they cancel in the first five years. And again, this is the insurance company just saying, hey, don't, don't, don't drag us through all this and then turn around and change your mind six months later. And a lot of these plans used to do that, and a lot of agents used to just sell it because they're like, oh, well, I'll sell the policy, and then if the people cancel, they can cancel. But insurance companies don't want you doing that. But the bottom line is, five years, are they going to need the money? No. Jacob and Lindsay were fine with that. And even worst case scenario, they said, if if we have to really had to cancel and we got, you know, $184,000 back, which is, you know, year two, their surrender value, and they put one hundred eighty-seven dollars in, they're like, we can live with that. That's not going to kill us. So again, very, very close to just checking all the boxes perfectly for them. It's going to give them some cash back if they cancel. It gives them a growing benefit for their daughter. They own it. They can change the beneficiaries. There's always going to be money coming back to the granddaughter, even if their daughter uses all of this, which is really nice. And I mean, think about what this does for the family. You know, Jacob and Lindsay got a daughter out there they love. They've got a granddaughter they love. They've watched her kind of struggle and go through life. And they say, look, if she goes out and gets in a car wreck tomorrow, it's not going to wipe everybody out. If she gets diagnosed with some rare disease or, or, or MS or lupus or, or ankylosis spondylitis, any of those things I mentioned, she's in accident paralyzed, they've got a plan that's going to cover them. And it's going to take some of that burden off of not only them, but it's also going to take some burden off of their granddaughter. And that's really just a peace of mind. They still own the contract. They can do what they want with it, but they have coverage. So, hey, I'm looking at my clock here. Um, Got to come up for air. Take a quick break. I'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. 
Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. All right. Um, Had to go hit the oxygen there. I always get carried away on these client of the weeks. And when I listen back to them, um, I could double the length of them too, which is painful. I know. So... I appreciate everybody's patience and interest sticking and and going through these. But the biggest point I wanted to take away from today's show is, yes, don't hesitate. I think, you know, I I remember when I bought these insurance policies for my kids and a lot of my friends are like, well, that's kind of morbid. You're buying life insurance on your kids. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's a financial tool. Number one, you know, it's if you understand how whole life works and the dividends and the cash value and all that stuff, yes, could I just invest that money and outperform it? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I have a guarantee and it's produced, you know, it's it gives the kids some protection and it's a gift that I can hand off to those kids down the road as well too. I'm not buying life insurance because I think my kids are going to die or hope they die. I'm buying it as a financial tool, but also is a guarantee and a peace of mind so that if my kids get in an accident, they become uninsurable, they're diagnosed with something, they have insurance. Long-term care works the same way. And so as my kids get older, you got to realize a lot of these asset-based plans, they do not insure 18-year-olds. And so that's what's an, another, I had another client that had two, she had uh, twin boys and she was like, my goodness, she goes, they're building a ramp or jumping out of a tree or doing something every day. And she goes, I just, I'm worried about them. I'm worried about them getting paralyzed but they were both like 18 it's like yeah i can't even do an asset-based plan on that that's that's you can do life insurance there but the asset-based long-term care plans most of the companies you're going to need to be you know 35 to 40 years old somewhere in that sweet spot and then older to step into one of those plans um but it is it makes a lot of sense and so certainly let us know if you have some kids you want to talk about this or you want to pitch in or maybe you want to be an incentive to get your kids to buy a plan and you say hey I'll I'll contribute to part of the premiums if you get a plan so all kinds of things that you can do now let's go back a couple of weeks ago on the podcast I was talking about insuring plans using retirement accounts and again taking money that's always taxable converting it into insurance, which then that money comes back to you or to your estate. It's never taxable. So we talked about this, and that was a very popular show, and I I got lots of questions and lots of emails about that. And again, it's one of our most popular plans. But when we look at from a parent buying a kid a policy, let's say that also now you're 73 years old, you got to start taking money out of your IRA. You really don't need that money. Well, what can you do with it? Well, like Ed Slot says, convert it into life insurance or convert it into long-term care. These asset-based plans have both. They have life insurance and they have long-term care. And you can still own that policy. And you can use money that you have to pull out and put it into a plan that's going to be passed back to somebody tax-free. But if you're a child and you inherit an IRA, remember that under the Pension Protection Act, um, I'm sorry, under the SECURE Act, we now have to pull all of that money out of our parents' IRA within 10 years. It doesn't have to be in 10 equal amounts, but it has to get out in 10 years. And the problem is when you pull that money out, the reason why you just don't let it sit there for 10 years and pull it out is because if... You know, you got five hundred thousand dollars in there, and then it grows to six hundred thousand, and you go pull out that six hundred thousand. You got to claim all six hundred as income, which automatically steps you up into a higher tax bracket. So that's why people are trying to look at tax efficiency. 
Well, if you inherit an IRA, the, the, the government says, look, you got to pull that money out within 10 years. So if you have a loved one that's passed away and they left you real estate, they left you some stock, but they also left you an IRA, well, you can take that IRA, you can set it into an asset-based plan and fund it over 10 years. And guess what? Those distributions that come out of that money count towards required minimum distribution. So it meets that timetable for the SECURE Act. And that is a very, very popular way to do it. So while you're alive, parents, yes, you can use IRA distributions. We can set up a five pay. We can set up a 10 pay, whatever you want to buy a plan for your kids and vice versa. If you're a, a child and you inherit an IRA, you can actually take that and do an inherited IRA. Um, I mean, do a distribution, just take that inherited IRA and set up a plan that will be funded over 10 years. And it's really, we'll just like, let's say it's $200,000 that you inherited. You could put all 200 into your plan. They will distribute those, that money out over 10 years and it'll meet the, the secure act, um, rules and regulations for that. So just a real great uh, way to do it. Hey, again, I've got a couple classes coming up in uh, June, so look for those classes on our website at 525longtermcare.com. Again, it's the 17th, and it's the 22nd, I believe, is, are the days. So it's a Thursday and a Saturday. And subscribe and download to our podcast while you're there as well, too, because what that does is that gets you a notification of when we're going to um, release that new podcast and you can listen to it at your own convenience that way if you're listening to it in the radio. So we also have about a year's worth of podcasts on our website at 525longtermcare.com. I'm going to go uh, hit the drawing board and get back to work and come up with another new show. So we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com.